0: I want you to take your Bibles tonight. Turn with me to Luke chapter 13, please. Luke chapter number 13. I appreciate the preaching we've already heard. I sure do appreciate Brother Shane. Thank God for Brother John. I appreciate him opening up this door and giving us the opportunity to preach tonight. I'm glad I'm not going to hell. You ever been told to go to hell before? Well, that's one place I can't go. I want you to stand tonight. And by standing, we'll reverence the reading of God's word together. Brother Shane preached about an episode where the Lord was in the temple. I want to preach tonight about an episode in the Word of God where he is in the synagogue. Luke 13 and verse number 10. And he was teaching in one of the synagogues On the Sabbath. And behold there was a woman. Which had a spirit of infirmity. Eighteen years. And was bowed over. Or bowed together. And could in no wise lift up herself. And when Jesus. Saw her, hallelujah. He called her to him and said unto her, Woman, thou art loose from thine infirmity. And he laid his hands on her, and immediately she was made straight and glorified God. And the ruler of the synagogue answered with indignation because that Jesus
1: had healed on the Sabbath day and said unto the people, there are six days in which men ought to work. In them therefore come and be healed and not on the Sabbath day. Then the Lord answered him and said, Thou hypocrite, doeth not each one of you on the Sabbath loose his ox or his ass from the stall? And lead him away to watering. And ought not this woman, being a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan hath bound low these 18 years,
0: be loose from this bond on the Sabbath day. And when he had said these things, All his adversaries were ashamed,
1: and all the people rejoiced for all the glorious
0: things that were done by him. You can be seated tonight. I want to read verse number 11. And there we'll draw our subject title for the
1: message tonight. The Bible says, And behold, there was a woman which had a spirit of infirmity 18 years and was bowed together and could in no wise lift up
0: herself. Look at the latter part of verse number 12, where the Lord said to this woman
1: with this infirmity, woman, thou art loose from thine infirmity. I want to preach for just a few moments tonight on bound to get loose. This woman was bound for 18 years but little did she know that that trip to the synagogue was going to be the last time that she would have to be bound by this infirmity. I don't know how you came into this tabernacle tonight but I do know how you can leave this tabernacle tonight. You may have come bound, but I want to tell you, you can leave loose tonight of whatever's binding you down. In these verses, the Lord looses an unnamed woman which had... A sore disease inflicted upon her by Satan for 18 years. I got interested in the number 18. The number 18 is symbolic in the Bible and carries the idea of bondage. It is no accident that this woman was bound 18 long years. This woman was a woman that looked down and was looked down upon. The Lord allowed me in 2014 to go to Israel. And one evening we were uh, walking through the old city and out of one of the alleys of the old city came a Jewish woman that I know the Lord sent my way so that I would have an idea of what it looked like for an individual to be bowed over she come out of that alley, and her body was uh, drawn into uh, and uh, contorted, uh, and she was completely doubled over uh, in her physical being. She couldn't even look up how she knew where she was going. Uh, I don't have an idea. But me and another preacher punched one another and our hearts uh, uh, went directly to this portion of Scripture uh, and God allowed me to see with my own eyes uh, what it is for someone uh, uh, to be bowed over uh, physically. But I want to tell you tonight, you may have walked in this tabernacle uh, and you are erect physically, uh, uh, but spiritually, uh, you may be bowed over. uh, uh, Maybe mentally, uh, you may be bowed over. uh, Or emotionally, uh, you could be bowed over. uh, But I want to tell you tonight, uh, uh, you can leave loose uh, uh, by the power uh, of the Lord Jesus Christ. Satan, and you already understand this, cannot possess a child of God. But I will say that he can oppress a child of God. Somebody said, Preacher, how do you know that he cannot possess you? Because the Bible said, Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Uh, And thank God when he saved my soul, uh, uh, he took up occupancy uh, in my heart uh, and the devil no longer uh, lives inside of me. But he does oppress the child of God. He, uh, Satan, will oppress us uh, I would say tonight that sin uh, will oppress us uh, or bow us or bind us down. Uh, The Bible said in Psalm 38 and verse number 5, the psalmist said, My wounds stink uh, and are corrupt because of my foolishness. The psalmist said, I am troubled. I am bowed down greatly. I go mourning all the day long. You know what he is saying? Because of my foolish ways and sinful ways, my life has become bound by sin. And you may be here tonight, and sin has got you bound down. Could I say tonight that not only sin but the Bible tells us that sorrow can cause an individual to be bowed or bound down. The Bible said in Psalm 42, 5, Why art thou cast down, O my soul, and why art thou disquieted in me? Hope thou in God, for I shall yet praise Him for the help of His countenance. And sorrow has a way of binding us and causing us to be bowed over. Sin has a way of binding us and sorrow, but the psalmist said something about suffering. And, brother and sister, tonight suffering has its way of bending us and binding us. For the psalmist said in Psalm 44 and 24, Wherefore hidest thou thy face and forgettest. Our affliction and our oppression, for our soul is bowed down to the dust, and a lot of times in life, a suffering will cause an individual not to be upright in their walk with God oh are you hearing me tonight you say preacher I ain't never had no suffering then you just keep living for God you just keep walking down this road you say I ain't never had no sorrow then you just keep walking and you just keep living and if you're not careful when it enters your life it'll cause you to become bound uh, Where well, you can't do uh, what you once did. All right. All right. All right. All right. There are three things tonight that I want to emphasize out of our text, and I pray the Lord would uh, help somebody tonight. I'm not so much interested in how how much you shout uh, and how much you. Uh, uh, say man uh, as much as I am the Lord taking this uh, and penetrating your heart uh, and helping you uh, in your Christian walk of life three things tonight out of our text uh, about bound to get loose uh, I want you to notice uh, how the location uh, of this woman the bible said in verse number 10 and he who is he that is the lord the same one that was in the temple is now in the synagogue i'm glad he goes to church and when he goes to church i want to be there amen The Bible said he was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath. And behold, there was a woman which had a spirit of infirmity 18 years. You know what I appreciate about this woman is that she kept on going to the place of worship. She was not going to allow her disability disable her from going to the house of God. Listen, I want to echo what the preacher said while ago. Every good thing that's happened in my life has happened down at God's house and I want to be in God's house where I can get help for my life. Thank God that's where God meets uh, uh, with His people. Uh, That's where God helps uh, and stirs our heart uh, and meets our need. I I would not think that I'm just stepping out by myself tonight to say that we're living in a day where folk are finding more excuses. uh, why not to go to church? Then why to go to church? Amen. I'm telling you, I'm glad this woman did not miss going to the house of God. And would you not agree tonight that she had every excuse not to? But there was something. Hallelujah, down on the inside of her when somebody said it's time to go to the synagogue. She said, I believe I'll just go. I've been going for 18 years and nothing has happened, but I think I'll just go one more time. I'm glad she went to the house of God. You say, preacher, I've been up praying that the Lord wouldn't meet the need in my life and he hasn't done it yet. Well, keep on going. It may be the next time that you go, you'll get some help for your life. Her location. I have seen folk that has missed the house of God. And whether it was uh, intentional or not, uh, it would be that very time uh, uh, that the Lord would show up in the service uh, and whether it come through uh, uh, the means of preaching uh, or just the Holy Ghost take over, I knew as their pastor uh, that that would have been what they needed, uh, but they missed that uh, because they were not in the place of worship. Uh, but I'm glad for every time uh, I got up uh, and in spite of the way I felt, uh, I went on to the house of God and got help. I say help for my life. I want to say something hurriedly about her limitation. The Bible says that she had a spirit of infirmity for 18 years. We have things arise in our lives. And uh, they may be only for a week or two uh, or maybe even a month or a year. But this woman had a spirit of infirmity 18 years. You say, Preacher, uh, what does that have to do with me tonight? She was bowed. She couldn't uh, uh, lift herself up. She was limited in what she could do uh, Uh, Maybe at one time uh, uh, she worked around... of the synagogue and took care uh, of something around the place of worship. Uh, But brethren, something happened uh, in her life. uh, And now she's bowed over uh, and she can't work uh, uh, like she once did. Uh, And there's some of you here tonight uh, uh, you may have once uh, uh, taught a class uh, or led the choir uh, or maybe uh, uh, done something around the house of God uh, but something happened uh, and you're bound down now uh, and you're not able to work uh, like you once worked uh, for the Lord she was probably one of those women that didn't mind to stand up and worship Amen. she uh, was probably one of those that would raise her hands uh, unto the Lord and praise his holy name. But something happened, uh, and uh, she is. Uh, uh, bowed over, uh, and she can't get her hands up uh, to worship uh, like she once did. Uh, in our churches tonight. Uh, hey, I'm glad it's Wednesday night. I love preaching to the church. Uh, amen. Uh, and sometimes uh, things uh, happen uh, and it'll bow us over, uh, and we're not able to worship. Uh, you might have one time stood uh, with your hands in the air. Uh, and praise God, but it's been years, it's been years since you've worshiped God like you once did. She was limited. I want to say something quickly about not only her location and her limitation. But I want to say something about her liberation. The Bible says in verse number 11 that she was bowed together. Her body, her nerves, her muscles had so drawn her that she was doubled over. I don't want you to faint tonight physically. Physically. I understand that we can come into the house of God and we can be straight up and down physically. But in here, we're bowed over. I mean we can't do what we once done. We're limited. Uh, I want to tell you some things you can't do when you are bowed and bent out of shape. You can't pray. That's one thing you can't do. You might can preach, but you can't pray effectually and be bent out of shape. He will not hear us if we regard iniquity in our hearts. You may sound up time, but you will not reach heaven. the liberation. Satan had limited in these verses. Now the Savior will do some loosing uh, that is to freely or to be free and fully released, to dismiss, to set at liberty. The Lord is about to do a work. Did you know tonight that the Lord is the only one uh, that can set you free? Well, let me quote the Bible correctly. Make you free. Amen. Uh, I know the, the hymn writer said, set you free, but I want to tell you, the Bible said, make you free. Amen. And if he ever makes you free, you're free indeed, friend. Amen. The Lord's the only one. The preacher can't do it uh, Amen. Your spouse can't do it. I want to tell you the Lord, hallelujah, can set you free. The idea is the untying of a shoe. You would get home tonight and reach down and begin to untie your shoes. That is the idea is to loosen or to liberate and the Lord begins to do this in this woman's life I want to show you something that happens in this liberation notice with me in verse number 12 you say preacher what happened in her life for her to be liberated and I want to tell you the same thing that happened to her is the same thing that can happen to you tonight and can make you free amen amen Notice, first of all, tonight, uh, I want you to notice this touch uh, that was received. Uh, In verse number 12, uh, the Bible said, And when Jesus saw her... uh, I thought about that today. Did you know that she couldn't see him? She was bent out of shape. She was completely bowed together. She couldn't have saw him, but I'm glad he saw her. Amen. it has been a lot of times the house of God I didn't see him but I'm glad he saw me and he knew what I needed aren't you glad that he set his eyes upon you I say hallelujah bless his holy name the Bible said now watch this and when Jesus saw her he called he called her to him and said unto her, Woman, thou art loosed from thine infirmity. He didn't even ask her if he could do that. He didn't even ask her, Is that going to embarrass you? No, he knew what she needed. She needed to get to where he was. And the bible says verse number 13 and he laid his hands on her hallelujah hallelujah you say what happened she received a touch that's exactly what happened that's what she needed more than she needed a new prescription more than she needed to go visit another doctor she needed him glory to God almighty she needed him to put his hands upon her life I want to tell you tonight it'll loose you when he puts his hands upon your life It didn't say that he put his hand. The Bible said in the plural sense that he put his hands, laid his hands. She couldn't see him. Still don't believe she could see him. But he got over there where she was, and she couldn't see him. But I say she could still hear him well. She heard him, amen. I want to say another thing. When he laid his hands on her, I believe she felt him. Hallelujah. I believe she felt him put his hands. My God of mercy. I wish I was preaching to somebody that knew what it was to have the Lord put his hands upon their life. I was going to uh, preach meeting one night Had the Lord had uh, put this message on my heart and uh, I was already going through some things uh, in the church and then my own health and uh, a couple of the brethren that's here tonight they were driving me And along the way, I got about two more phone calls. Ain't it always good to get them before you get to preach? I'm going to help some of you pastors out right here because I is one tonight. If you got anything to talk to him about, please hold that to after he gets done preaching. Uh, Amen. Uh, Don't even say this. I got something I need to talk to you about. You know why I'd rather just put pause right there and say let's go ahead and talk about it because it's already on my mind now. But the closer I went to that meeting, Brother John, the more bent double I became. Somebody said, preacher, you mean that your body began to bend? No. But my spirit began to become bound. I mean, I even question when I When I got to the church How am I going to preach About being bound and getting loose And I'm bound myself And I had done What I know to do And that was brother Barnes Just to get behind the pulpit And I began to preach And brother John you know what happened He put his hands on me Amen And you know what happened to my spirit It become unraveled Wow preacher because he put his hands yeah. upon my life I say hallelujah that I lose you tonight yeah. 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 Yeah.
0: more than you need anything else
1: you need him to put his hands oh, yeah. preachers more than anything, we need him to lay his hands upon us. Mamas and daddies tonight, uh, you need him to lay his hands. Uh, you say, preacher, what is that? That's the touch of the Lord uh, upon your life. Uh, and my God, I've done felt it, uh, and I can't do without it. Uh, I've got to have uh, his hands upon my life. She came to the synagogue to be taught, but she got touched. Amen. There's been a lot of times I've come to church and it was just out of routine or it was just out out of duty. Amen. There's been some times I've did that. But I thank God every time I come to the house of God, I may have come for one reason, but I got what I need when I got down to the place of worship. Say amen right there.
0: I'm going to say something secondly.
1: Not only a touch that was received, but may I say in these verses of scripture something about the thanks that was rendered. The Bible said in verse number 13 and he laid his hands on her and immediately she was made straight. Thank God all he's got to do is speak the word and lay his hands upon your life And you don't have to go through no kind of steps or counseling. Amen. Uh, You can be made straight immediately. uh, And the Bible said immediately uh, she was made straight. uh, And guess what she did? Uh, She glorified God. Uh, Why, my Lord, that seems logical. Uh, If you had been bowed over for 18 years uh, and he uh, laid his hand upon your life, uh, would you not give him the glory? Ah uh, I don't believe Brother John that when uh, the Lord touched her life, that she said, I sure do appreciate what you done for me today. That really was a blessing unto my life. Uh, and I'm glad I come to church. No, uh, I don't believe that's the way it happened. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, I believe she got a little loose uh, when she got loose. Amen. Uh, you say, preacher, what do you mean? Uh, I believe she might have said, Hallelujah, glory to God. I was bound, but now I'm loose. I say, bless his name. She began to glorify God. Uh, Oh, she knew something about giving him thanks. Uh, You say, preacher, what in the world do you think she is glorifying him over? Uh, I'd say just this one thought, uh, that she was not like she used to be. Amen. Uh, I believe that was all she had to glorify him over. I believe she said, I'm glad I ain't what I used to be. I'm glad I'm not what I used to be. I watched this boat over, but I'm glad I'm not what I used to be. I'm glad I'm not what I used to be. I wish somebody would say hallelujah and give him the glory that you're not what you used to be. You say, I ain't got nothing to thank him about. My Lord, friend. Oh, I once was on my way to hell, but now I'm hell-proof. Hallelujah. I ain't what I used to be. I'm not what I used to be. I, I'm a sinner. I used to be a sinner, but now I'm a child of God. I'm not what I used to be. I say hallelujah. began to give him thanks
0: I have noticed and I'm closing I want this good sister to come back whoever plays this piano I'm about half black I like music when I finish up amen if I could get them to do it at church I'd get to zoot zoot Amen. But some of them's already back there shaking their head. Amen. They
1: ain't having that. But I've noticed in our circles and all of our uh, little cliques that we normally try to hang around that a lot of times the only time that we want to glorify God is when that song that we like so good is being sung. Or when that preacher that we know and that we like so good is doing the preaching, uh, we'll sit like uh, knots on the log uh, as long as it's not our man or not our song. Uh, But I want to tell you we ought to get beyond that. Uh, This woman didn't worry about who was beside her. Uh, She didn't worry about what they said about her. Uh, She didn't worry about what they was going to say about her. Uh, You know what she said? Uh, I once was bound down, uh, but thank God I'm loose. Uh, I'm not what I used to be. Uh, I'm not what I used to be. Uh, Hallelujah. I'm not what I used to be. I want us to stand tonight. I ain't going to preach the last thought, but I could uh, on the tradition that was rebuked. Uh, he rebuked that tradition. Uh, he said, hey, uh, you can loose that ox and lead him to watering, uh, uh, but you got something against me. Uh, uh, loosing this woman, uh, what they were doing was lessening what the Lord done. Uh, I want to tell you anything uh, uh, that takes glory away from him is not right. But I wonder tonight if you come into this tabernacle erect physically but bowed spiritually I wonder if you'd want to get around this altar you come bound but you can leave loose. And then I wonder if there's anybody that like to get in this altar and just say, glory to God, I'm not what I used to be. I'm not what I used to be. Oh, I used to be a drunkard, but I'm not what I used to be. I used to be a whoremonger, but I'm not what I used to be. I used to be a rabble, but I ain't what I used to be. I used to be a sinner, but now I'm a child of God. I'm not what I used to be. And you just like to give Him the glory. For what he's done in your life. True, I'm not.